Welcome to Copy That Radio. I'm Seth Horst, retired law enforcement. And I am Jared Milkey, a retired firefighter. We started this podcast to tell the real stories of first responders to the general public. We believe there is a disconnect between what actually happens in the world of first responders and what the public perceives happens in the world of first responders. Jared and I are both full-time realtors here in the inland northwest. And if you want to partner with us at EXP Realty, please shoot us a message. We currently serve the inland northwest, but we can help you get started in real estate wherever you live. Now, here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome to Copy That Radio. This show is sponsored by Patriot and Company. Patriot and Company is a veteran-owned, veteran and first responder-owned company that provides all natural soaps and beard care products. They have a men's line and a women's line. Seth, what's your favorite flavor? Hipster repellent. Hipster repellent is the anti-skinny jeans scent. There's plenty of other scents. Go get yourself some. Use the code copy that all caps, for 10% off anything on patriotandcompany.com. This show is also sponsored by ninjarub.com, which will take you to sierrawana.com, the parent company. Sierra Wana specializes in natural body care products using traditional methods of infusion, capitalizing on herb synergy. Uh, our personal favorite is Ninja Rub. One of Ninja Rub is the jam. It's the jam. Uh, we use it for all of our sports and jiu-jitsu related injuries. And for 15% off, use the code COPYTHAT, all caps. All caps. Copy that at ninjarub.com. Bam. <laughs> Hit the button. Um, our friend Dave is here today, and uh, I actually just brought him on to talk about um, cold plunging for an hour and a half. Yes. Just to piss yes. Jared off. Cold plunging, CrossFit, and veganism. Yeah. Let's do oh, it. man. Let's do it um, Dave, you have to have the mic within a fist. It's like, I have a bigger fist than you. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> you should get like Joe Rogan, get right on it. Yeah. Get, uh, I can do that. You can even insert it in your mouth at times if oh. you would like. Uh, then you won't be able to speak. So don't and do that. Just think about all the other people that have done that before you. Signs are in the Hang lobby. On, let me just yeah, we don't clean these. Crack that. Um, this is going to be hilarious because all three of us are currently realtors and our phones have been blowing up. So Dave's a very, very busy guy. Um, yeah, thanks thanks so, for doing this. Yeah, sure. Thanks for taking it. He only thanks gave us 17 me. minutes, so we got to hurry up. Let's but, do it. Um, I had something I was going to say. Oh, so Dave has had the... Uh, he's worked both sides of the uh, field here of the public safety spectrum. Uh, I'm not. I'm not talking about your sexuality. He's clearly a heterosexual <laughs> male. Um, I'm talking about he was a firefighter and a cop, mm-hmm. so we can have a kind of a cool perspective here, and that's why cool. we wanted to get him on. And he's got the haircut and the whole I deal, do. dude. You don't have a beard though. What's up with that? I just I have hair issues. I do too. See, I have I have bald spots in my beard. <laughs> I do a, com- a beard comb over, and it works out well. Um, well, thank you for coming. Can you give us a little bit of uh, background? So where you worked, how long, the whole deal? Yeah. So I got hired with uh, San Bernardino County Fire in 2005. Um, I was there for 15 years, left there as a captain. Oh, um, you're the high, highest ranking member in the, in the, in the building I, right now. <laughs> you are. Look at Jared's usually know. there. Jared was a lieutenant, so he's usually that up doesn't there. doesn't mean okay. a lot. Yeah. Well, no lieutenants in fire, but... I think it's probably it's probably similar. It's to being a, a well, lieutenant. I mean, yeah. you run whatever unit or station you're on. Jared, right? Jared was a firefighter I, too. I babysit. Yeah. Okay. Right. Professional yeah. babysitter. <laughs> babysit yeah, the, the public so. and your employees. I wish we had lieutenants. But yeah. So I was there for 15 years. Um, did that, and obviously it was San Bernardino County is huge. It's 20,000 square miles. Worked everywhere. 20,000. 20,000. Damn, dude. Yeah. So it's that not is big. How big not, is that department? How many? Uh, we had. I think we were up to about. 50 plus full-time stations, about wow. 700 personnel full-time. Um, they ran over a hundred thousand calls a year. Damn. So there was a lot. I mean, you're dealing with Lake Arrowhead, Big Bear, you got the mountains, you got the deserts, you got the wildland fires. And then you also have San Bernardino, Fontana, Ranch Cucamonga, those areas where mm-hmm. you have, you know, the typical city calls that we have. So a lot of diversity in that, um, ran ambulances, all those things. But I was down there 15 years, decided to come up here. My engineer, one of my engineers actually lives up here. I think we have six guys now that still commute. And I know, that, I know yeah. a couple that do it for LA yeah. city. So, and it was right for them. It wasn't right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you I, were still employed. You came up here and were still working down there. You no, did? no, oh. I actually, uh, I worked my last 20 days. I had no home at that point. So I just stayed down there and nice. my chief let me 
work for like 20 days straight. Now it's just common. You just work 20 days straight. Right. So yeah. it's mandatory. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. For uh, they, they don't let you leave. <clears throat> I'll explain it to you. Yeah. So you wake up in the morning to go home and they call you and they say, Hey, you're working today. You can't go home. The part I don't get is <laughs> like, what, you know, when do you actually get sleep? Because you guys, you know, well, if they, you're in a busy station, you're getting called out. Multiple they can't times let you night, not right? sleep. Oh, they you know, I mean, I they, they try do. to, but if, you, if you've if you been up for three days, you have to go to sleep. Like, they can't say, sorry, Jared, you've worked 72 hours. Well, you can't go to sleep today. So is it different, though? Like, the guys I know at LA City, um, they stack their days on. That's voluntary, so they can have more days off. Right. I, I've talked to my, Depends on your station. my homie Chris. Chris if you, yeah, if you're said, at a station that's up all night, nobody's going to walk in there and yell at you for sleeping in the daytime. Oh, 100%. Oh right, okay, but but you're never getting more than a couple hours at a time, like, uh, right? It depends. Like, station, I mean, if you go to station ninety six up in Fonskin, you can sleep for four days straight. Okay. So you, <laughs> yeah, we I mean, had we had stations that run that. like a hundred calls a year. Yeah, right. So mm. you're gonna sleep at a station like that. Yeah. Okay, those are where you try to do overtime at. Yeah, and you kind of pick back up. And we also had stations that have or used to run. I don't know what they are now, but like a hundred calls a week. Mm. So oh, yeah, we had a big I think difference. I just went down there last week, first time back, and I actually rode out with my engineer who promoted to captain. And the station we were at, we didn't do anything all day, but we went by 224s in downtown San Bernardino, and I think they did 36 calls in 24 hours. Damn. So that's it can, that's it a can lot. get busy. Yeah, for sure. Are there multiple, like at a station like that, they have multiple trucks or engines yeah. or whatever? So those stations now, they have two engines and a truck. So, so they can run multiple calls at yeah. a Yeah. The truck only goes to fires, TCs, stuff like that. And then the other one goes to, I guess TCs are called crashes. Traffic crash, yeah. Yeah, traffic crash. There's, you can't call them accidents anymore. No. TCs, man. No, it's called crashes. It's right. vehicle crash. Right. Because presumably there's something. Who knows if it was not, an accident. Not necessarily an accident. Yeah. Maybe it was intentional. That's a big sticking point. Um, what's that? VMD, Vehicles of Mass Destruction. Oh. Okay. I made that up. All right. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> um. Well, that was cool when you were down there. You got to go do a ride along. Yeah. Yeah, it was odd. With the police? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I was at Station 12 in San uh, San Antonio Heights outside of Upland. And uh, it was really weird because you fall right back into your role. Mm. They had a probie there that day, and I had just the inkling to ask him questions. And, you know. How many you have, well, How many years have you been out? Uh, four, four years now. Yeah. yeah okay. 2019. Interesting. So that's not that long. Like it would, no. it would come back to you pretty quick. I think so. Yeah. I could screw up a size up, but. Oh, uh, I have no doubt it would just be automatic if I went back. Yeah. It's been eight years for me. There's no way. It, would, it doesn't go away. I'd, uh, you know, obviously forget some of the procedural things, but, you know. It's all I, habit, I though. I could go like, hook somebody for dues right now. Let's go. Yeah. Be a good time. Yeah. Um, So why did you get out? <laughs> like, you were on the, I mean, you put a lot of time in. Yep. You... And the pension trap is a real deal, dude. Jared and I talk about it all the time. Oh, huge. And you freaking got out, man. Yeah. And there's a, I, I don't think there was anything more validating to get out than going back this past couple of weeks and seeing everybody. I mean, they're making uh, good wages and everything else, but they're, a lot of guys are just miserable. They're just stuck at work and it's a bummer because it's a great job. Yep. And it's something that I loved, but I was so much happier taking a 75% pay cut and coming <laughs> up here. Yeah. I mean, so much happier. And so the pension trap, I've never heard it referred to as that, but yeah, I talk about it all the time. Talk, and now that's I'm like what we call it. it. We have I, an episode or two about that. Is that copyrighted? No, it is. It's, it's, it's IP. It's trap. on our yeah. show. <laughs> that's the worst. Okay. <laughs> Got to say your name every time. But yeah, so I came up here and, you know, a lot of people ask me that. Why didn't you go fire? And it's embarrassing to say, but a lot of it was ego. Mm. Um, I came from a department that did a lot and I was mm. involved. I had my hand in every cookie jar. I was part of our testing, hiring, development, promotions. Oh, sounds familiar. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that I did yeah. to come up here and it's no diss on Coeur d'Alene Fire. They do a phenomenal job. I know a lot of those guys and uh, they, they do a great job. But to come on somewhere where I couldn't lateral in, I'd have to be a probationary fireman again. I'd be teaching classes on ladders and chainsaws. <laughs> I just don't, to a bunch of people who don't have necessarily the same experience, I think it would be really difficult. Yeah. And being a cop was so easy because you could have a 24-year-old walk in there and tell me what to do. And I'm like, all right, I don't know how to do this job. Yeah. So it was easier to make another transition to something else. Did you come up here with the intention of making that transition or did you come up here first and then decide you wanted to be a cop? No, I actually got hired with Coeur PD before I ever left there. Wow, dude, that's a big step, man. Yeah. So I actually left here. Came up here, had a weekend, and started the academy. So, Ooh, yeah, dude, it was quick. 
That is so you went from a job where everybody loves you to a job <laughs> where everybody hates you. I would go the other direction personally, but well, but that that's that's pretty ballsy, dude. So um, you had to go through a whole academy up here. Yeah, it was a lot of fun at 36. Yeah, I bet some 28-year-old <laughs> just screaming at you. Yeah. I don't know how the academies are here, but, you know, I went to the, apparently, the finest law enforcement academy in the world. That's what it says on the sign as you leave That's the CHB wow. Academy. Yeah, so. It's a bold um, statement. You know, yeah, it is a bold statement, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that, I guess. It was a little softer yeah. than I was used to. <laughs> okay. Put it. Lightly. A little, it was a little easier. Yeah. I mean, you know, at your age coming into it, that's fine. whatever. Oh, like at your age. I'd rather have that. <laughs> no, you're the oldest one in the room, age. bro. I, I got how old are you? I'm forty. Well, not forty yet. I'll be forty this year. So I'm yeah. leaving the thirties. So I've learned that I, I I told this story twice in the last week. Um, to be very careful as an older gentleman, I am older. I'm forty two. Uh, but <sighs> yes, yeah, so you're not the oldest. But uh, thank you. Uh, I made the mistake once. I was probably 29, about to turn 30, and I was at this um, SRT training, uh, which is our special response team. couple of older guys there, Mike Kramer and Andy Wold. I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, Tony Wold, sorry. Um, they, uh, they're like, how old are you, dude? And I was like, well, I'm going to be 30. I'm about to turn 30, you know? And they're like, what are you, a fucking teenager? Like, why would you say it like that, dude? You're fucking 20, 20, you're, you're, you're 29. 29, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's funny. You, you reminded me of that story I, I, twice now this week. Yeah. Ashley gets crazy mad at me because I always round up. Mm. She's three months younger than me. So, <laughs> like, when I turned 40 last year, people ask how old she You're is. 40. I'm like, she's 40. She's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> not yet. Well, it's, not, it's every, that just happened to me last year, but it's every year, 39, 38, whatever it is. She's always pissed. Why not? Yeah. I just... Own it. I don't, yeah, I don't, women are obviously more bothered by it, but like I thoroughly enjoy being older than um, like all the guys at jujitsu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are some that are older than me, but for the most part I'm older and it's like, okay, I'm still doing this young man's game um, I, and I'm old. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I look way better than I did when I was 30. I did too. Dude, way when, right. When I look yeah. at pictures back then, I'm like, oh my God, I, it's horrible. What's wrong with me? Like, I'll be, dude, I'll be 80. I'll be look like a dork. Yeah. I'll sell when I turn 80. I'm going down. Maybe it's a bald guy thing. I don't know. Uh, I was still holding on to a shred of hair in my, like, probably into my late 20s, 30 maybe. And I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I should have picked that yeah. long ago. Yeah. One of my grandfathers got, he looked younger as he got older. So mm. I don't, with my beard and my grayness, I probably won't have that opportunity. But That's the uh, Tom Cruise effect. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. I don't either. Uh, I'm on the right track, though. I think TR TRT is the, the juice helps, bro. Is the, uh, Fountain of Youth, so we'll see. That, that would be correct. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> see what it's like uh, 10 years. I'm very open about it, clearly. I don't, yeah, uh, no, I don't hide it. It's Otherwise, everyone thinks I'm on steroids, well, so there's, I have to. Well, you're not that big. No, thank you, but but I, but I it was a noticeable difference from it's a big difference, six yeah. months ago. Like, I sure. put on 15 pounds of muscle. muscle. Good for you. And didn't change a wow. thing, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a dangerous game, though, because you, I realize that I can eat damn near anything and not put on fat. So uh, it's harder to be disciplined, right? That sounds cool, but I'm, uh, yeah, you know but what I mean? Like, I do worry about There's a breaking heart. point there. You can't just be like... Yeah. For sure. So I'm, I, I have to exercise vegan, bro. more mental discipline. It's better for your heart. On oh, a daily sure. basis, right? That's why I cold plunge. <laughs> you cold plunge? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. No, I, just, I don't post about, about it. He talks about it. I, I haven't actually seen it. I'm so. still in the water every morning at we have, 30, but we have it's a debate cold anymore. about no. uh, it's like the new CrossFit you just post about. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. It's a, it is true. Uh, CrossFitters yeah. had to have loved it when it came out because people <laughs> stopped God. talking about it. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, yeah, Cordelaine's like fifty two right now. Well, like my kids had masks and snorkels on the other day swimming. So like that's just, kids, dude. It's like just swimming, man. Kids I used to do that when yeah. I was a kid too. I know, but um, do I need really need all these forty-year-old grown men showing me that they get in the cold water? Well, like, here's the here's why I do it. I've been waiting for this moment to to like clear my to name. Put me on blast. Go no, I'm not gonna put you on blast, bro. I don't ever put anybody on blast. Do I? No. Um, I post about it to get other people to come do it because it's been very empowering. Uh, I've seen it change a few lives. Of um, I'll use our friend Eric for example. Yeah, I told him this this morning. I was like, "Dude, when you started, you were a flat out bitch." Um, like mm, he got in true. and was like, you know, screaming and ran out and doing the whole thing. And now he's like one of the hardest dudes out there, dude. He just all day, man. He'll just the hardest dudes for cold specifically plunging. the cold, cold plunging. plunging. Yes. Well, what else do you do during your day that other people don't do? 
for the most part, people sit on their couch. Yeah. They'll go to work. They do those things. Yep. They don't right. do intentional things to make themselves uncomfortable. No. It sucks going out to Hayden Lake. It's not even that cold anymore. Yeah, but I still warm. get up every morning at 4.30, get all my crap together, sucks, right? go out there and get in the water because nobody else is doing it. Or do you do it by yourself a lot? I do it by myself every day. That's even harder. Like having the community That's my is, jam, one, is much easier. I'd rather be like that. Yeah. Alone. Silent with suffering. I just like being out there in Silent nature, mission. but I like, I'm motivated because nobody else goes. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that I have to be intentional. I don't have anything in my backyard. I have to get up, get all my crap together, drive somewhere, get in the lake. You don't have a $1,500 rubber bucket? No. Or $10,000? I don't have an ice maker. <laughs> How do you fill the damn things? Yes. I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Idiotic. You seen those plastic buckets? Yes. Like, I thought, at first I saw it, it was legit, like, 1500 yeah. bucks or something. I'm like, oh, that must have, plastic that's pretty barrel. cheap. It must have a, it doesn't even have a refrigerator. Well, you can go to the it. local depot and get you an old 55-gallon yeah, drum. Right. Just make sure you rinse it. It's all Non- clean. Nonsense. You don't get the parasites like you get in the lake and everything else. Those yeah. are good for you. You need those. Right. Yeah. Make you strong. That's why I go in the hot tub after and I just kill it with chlorine. Uh, have you cleared your name? Um, you feel good? I don't, I mean, as long as you recognize, that is why I post about it to try to bring other people. I just wanted to hear you say it. I, just I, I only counter post to bust your chops. I, know, I, don't, I, I, you I enjoy know. it. It's a fun game we play. Uh, yeah. I feel the good. video I shared I the other day was funny. Actually, I stole that from your page. What was that? The, oh, the comedian yes. guy. Yeah. That was funny. Oh. That was his name? I can't appreciate that guy's name. I don't know, but it's funny. He was busting balls about yeah. cold plunging. I good. love it. Yeah. Like, nobody will text him back now. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I talk about it too much. We're done. <laughs> See? <laughs> Move cold on. No, I'm, I'm, cold I'm, plunge. I've hit my limit. Yeah. Do hard shit. There All you right. go. So tell us, Dave, how you got into real estate. So, you know, it's funny because I, I was with PD for only two years up here mm-hmm. and I loved being with PD. I actually, I'm a huge fan of Coeur d'Alene PD. I sit on their foundation for their, um, for the Coeur d'Alene PD foundation focuses on mental health. Still very close to all those guys. I'd consider most of my best friends. I mean, those are the people that I hang out with. And, uh, as much as I love the job, I started at 36. I have a 15 year career realistically. And so I'm either the guy that promotes really quick and doesn't have enough background mm. to really substantiate the position that I'm in. Or I'm going to be the 55-year-old that is still on patrol, just trying to get it all in. Mm. And neither one of those seemed really good. It's funny because, yeah, PD was actually the catalyst to why I went into real estate. Um, My wife is a real estate agent. She wanted me to get in to help her, and I did. And then I started helping people through the department. Mm -hmm. Um, I got busy enough while I was on duty that I'm like, man, I I have an opportunity to leave. I also surrounded myself with some good people that Mm -hmm. um, have been really supportive of me in, in real estate and um, it just kind of, it just kind of spiraled to the point that I, I realized that I'm like, man, I can't be on duty <laughs> on the phone, driving around trying to, so not that I, I ever did. I mean, you could, I I'm, did ta- get, I'm talking to dispatch I, here, you know, <laughs> no, don't worry I, about it. I citizen. did get told I was, well, I was on one of those calls. You guys have all been to the, the DBs, right? You're yep. walking around the outside. You're trying to get in. You're like, man, they may not, they may not have made it. You're calling fire. They're going to force entry, everything else. And it was on one of those calls where I turned to my sergeant and I go, Hey, like, if they're not here eventually, I mean, somebody's going to have to sell the house. <laughs> you cannot leave a Boom. card on that. I'm like, all right, yeah. Boom. So, no, but I just started working with a lot of people from Kootenai County, from Coeur d'Alene PD, Post Falls, a lot of different places. And it got to the point where I had enough business that I figured if I could, if I could harness those relationships and if I could get good at it, then it would be an opportunity for me to get out of public safety as a whole. Mm. I spent way too much time as a fireman, which you know, mm-hmm. being away from my kids. Yeah. And this gave me the opportunity to still provide for my family. And I'm able to do stuff like this. I'm able to go to the gym with my son. I'm able to cold plunge when Mm -hmm. I want to. Um, So that was really the motivation. I just wanted to have more time with my family. That's why I moved up here and took a pay cut anyways. Sure. Um, Have more time with them. So do you, uh, do you get a lot of Jared and I have this a lot? So I think you probably do too. Do you get a lot of guys that used to work with reaching out to you and being like, Hey bro, like how do I, how do I get out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Does that happen all the time? (laughs) And, the funny thing is, is that there's, there's a guy that I'm like, man, he would be awesome mm-hmm. doing something like this. But at the same time, just because you're successful in something doesn't mean that you necessarily have enough business to bring more people on or anything else. I mean, there's a, there's a fine line. Sure. The thing that I will say is both of you guys, you're both successful in what you do. And I get people that are stuck in the pension trap and everything else that say, I, I can't leave. Like, I don't have any other skills. And I'm like, bro, you didn't have the skills to be a cop in the first place. Like, they trained <laughs> you how to do that. You had the yes. motivation to do it. So if you've lost that motivation, you're right. You're screwed. But I think that people that were successful in the line of duty like you guys were, they're going to be successful in whatever they do. 
That's so. that's what I defer to. I always tell them that yeah. like you know how to communicate, you know how to you know, like you show up on time. That's something that most people can't freaking even do at all. Right. Like if you can do those basic things, you can do anything. Uh, it doesn't have to be real estate. I, I I have guys ask me a lot like, hey, should I get should I get my license? I'm like, I don't know. No, man. Don't do it. Like I don't know. <laughs> you know, if, unless you it's a, no more. unless it's, you want to do real estate. It's been good and bad for right. me. I've had times where I'm struggling and it's like. Uh, I don't want to tell people. So I've seen a lot of guys do it because they think it's going to be easy. You're right. Like, well, I make 50 grand. I can, it's not easy. I can replace that with this many transactions or whatever. And then they just fail miserably because they they never actually wanted to do real estate and they never wanted to sell real estate. Well, I think one of the hardest things is, is going from a world where you're basically told what you just really just need to show up for your shift and then do, do your job and you're, you're good. To a world where I have to self-motivate, I have to call people, I have to do all of this other shit, and no one's telling me to do it. That's where it gets challenging, I think. Yeah. Um, and if you can't make that transition, you're not going to... Real estate's harder, I think, than most um, careers, mm. trades, whatever, because there's there's no template. Yeah. Like, there's no specific thing that works for every person in every market. Like the, There's a thousand gurus selling their own branded way to market things. It could right. be anything from a two year mailer campaign to this automated lead flow stuff. You pay f- stupid amounts of money for it through a website. You, we've probably between the three of us tried all of it at some level, but yeah. it doesn't, not all of it works everywhere. And if you get in and try a couple of those things and none of it works and that's, that's very defeating. And then if you don't have relationships, you're not good at like being able to um, draw things out of people and get them what they want and help right. them like narrow down into what they're, looking for to buy a house or a property. Well, I found like most people come in and their big thing is they just want to get clients. Yeah. So they go around and they spend all this money. Mm. They spend all their time trying to get clients and they don't know shit about the forms. Mm. They don't know how to do things. And then they get themselves in trouble. And that sucks because then they get deflated. You get five or six clients and you screw up three transactions. Yeah. You're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all it takes is just not checking a box. Yep. I yep. mean, that's it. And you can cost somebody thousands of dollars or you're eating it. You're yeah. buying a washer and dryer. You're, you're doing something. And, I think that's where guys from our worlds do well because we, we like the forms, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know from the fireside as much, but from like law enforcement on a arrest report or something like you cannot screw up. Like you have to be very specific about making sure all the boxes are checked. Uh, so if you bring that same attention to detail, um, there's, there's lots of forms in the fire business. They're, they're not as important as the arrest reports because like, there's no legal consequences for, for most of them. But uh, like a, patient, a patient care report would be the closest. Yeah. Thing. But you still have a, like the attention to detail is absolutely as critical yeah. in that field, right? Like, you know what I mean? Making sure everything's functioning Should on the be. truck or whatever. Or your hose is coiled correctly. And, coiled. Yeah, no, fucking, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Okay, you got to put... Wait, every, what, every, what's every, the term? So, lay, loaded, layered, loaded. loaded. Oh, Real quick, because I don't know. I'm sure other people have yeah. heard. What, what's your experience with fire? I did 14 years. I was in a uh, small department in Central Florida. Oh, really? Lake County, just mm. outside of Orlando. Hey, did you guys have big fly swatter things? What the hell They, they always you? taught us that people back east had like these fly swatter looking things for wildland fires. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. So you... No, you know what we, I'm talking about. Yeah, we never used them. They, okay. they exist. Um, I didn't know if those were a myth or not. It's like a flapper thing, yeah. Yeah. No, it's real. <laughs> keep That's that. an old tool. You keep that with um, the tuna toter in the back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was, um, real quick, I started as a volunteer straight out of, like, as soon as I turned 18. Okay. I, I didn't turn 18 until after I graduated in high school. Started as a volunteer. Got hired. You know, went through, I was a full-time volunteer. Like, we volunteers were allowed to stay at the stations back then. So yep. me and a bunch of my friends, we actually lived at the fire stations Called for labor. a year. Yeah. So we, well, we were in school, EMT and fire academy. I did the same thing. Living at the fire station. And then like, we were there five nights a week. No joke. Unless we wanted to go out, then we'd go out and stay right. somewhere else. Um, got hired a year later. Um, went to medic school. I did not work as a medic. Even though I had finished school, I just didn't. It wasn't my thing. Didn't want to. And it wasn't required. And our, a bunch of the old guys were like, oh, you guys... You guys, you got to go. They're going to make you go. They're going to make you go. They still haven't made anybody go at our department. Oh, <laughs> so a bunch of us did. I didn't. Several, a lot of the people, but maybe half or so of my generation, that couple of years that got hired, they went to medical school, have dropped it since, dropped their patch, yeah. just because they're like, it's not it's not worth it. I don't want to do it. Because there was a time where they were, um, our county EMS and fire were separate. And they were, oh, they were okay. head hunting the fire medics. Like if you mess up, they're coming after your license. Oh, God. And it was the incentive at the time was like four grand when back then. So it was like, um, this is not, this is idiotic. I'm not doing this. Yeah. 
You pretty much had to be a medic where I was at. Yeah. Well, they were telling us that, but then they never required it. Oh. Most of our engines now are ALS, we, and we also have rescues. We took over EMS a few years ago after. Okay. Um, anyway, so I was a lieutenant instructor. I was on the honor guard, on our special operations team, um, did some natural disaster deployments, just everything. I was on our union officer, negotiated contracts. Like I was nice. very heavily involved in all of it. Yep. I feel you. Just a constant stream. It's my phone's buzzing. Well, this is the problem that of doing podcasts during the day. You know, yeah. that when we do them at night, it's a lot less frequent. But yeah, yeah we have three busy phones right and now. Then, and then, uh, Dave, I left in 2014, retired from the fire service. All right, and went to we went to Tennessee. There was a woodworking school there that I wanted to go to, so I went there for a year. Did you make that flag behind us? No, that's one of, one of his California guys. Yeah, my old uh, one of my lieutenants. And then, thanks, Doobie. Um. I was there for three years, then we moved here. The whole plan was to finish school and come here, and then we've been here since 2017. That's, yeah, a couple of years before me. Done yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Had a gym for a while. My wife had her own little school project. It's over now. There's lots of other things. You're a serial entrepreneur. Got in real estate uh, about a year and a half ago. Nice. Yeah. Did it part-time in the beginning, and then last year at the end of the year, it's hard jumped, to do jumped in full time and that's when things started happening yeah it's hard to do it part-time it is yeah a lot of people do that and that's why there's what 2400 agents up here mm. <laughs> yeah we lost like two or three hundred at in december so yeah, for surprised. renewals but yeah not surprised um, the only other thing i still do i have um from my gym days i have some training clients that come here in the summer oh nice so i drive to their house and train them at their house early in the morning <laughs> I just saw something. Are you the one that like walks in and just beats the shit out of him? Makes him get out of bed? No, no. no. I just saw something like this on a Joe Rogan podcast. The guy said he hired this big Russian guy. <laughs> they would like come in and like if he wasn't out of the house, he would like run up the stairs and like punch him in the chest. And no, just, no, I, I could do yeah, that. that. They would wouldn't like me. it though. Yeah, they'd, no, they'd be mad. Yeah, they I don't think farm. they have a little farm. They bought. They turned the one of the barns into a big giant gym. It's just a gym oh, inside nice. the barn. So Beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty sexy. Gym. Yeah. So, Gazer. Uh, I don't say that. I know. I'll say it. There we go. Yep. So I, I drive down there every morning and train them and drive back. Cool. That's where I was this morning. So having done both jobs, what's your, what was your favorite? Uh, what are the here, pros here and cons? Comes. You know I was going to ask that question. I know. Like, I was going to wait longer, but I've been, I've been itching to ask it. I loved them both. Honestly, it was a, my kids loved it when I became a cop. Because I came home every day. Mm. Dude, I'd be gone for like seven, eight days Yeah, mm-hmm. as a fireman. I mean, it, it, I would not... It was like a, a little bit of me. It was a little bit of the department. I would pick up a bunch of overtime. So they're going to pay me a ton of money to work for 24 hours. And then they would force me on top of that. I'm like, dude, next thing you know, uh, three days on, two days off, and three days on turns into, you know, eight days on. Yeah. And so I missed a lot of stuff. I'd miss my daughter's birthdays, miss Christmases. I'd never had a Christmas off until I came up here. Wow. Ooh. But the fact. So is that because your shift? Just, no, you just get force hired. I mean. Oh, yeah, it, you get mentored. So we had, you have three yeah. or four shifts at your department. Three. Yeah, so we had three shifts, and my because of the leap year, my shift, there's A, B, C shift, and our department was B shift, was two out of every four holidays was assigned to B shift because the leap year resets it. Oh, okay. So the other two shifts had one out of every four holidays. And then if you're the one you're not on, you're up the morning for mandatory. Yep. So you're probably going to get three out of four holidays every. So that was the thing. You add in OCs and everything else, you just get force hired. So. Law enforcement was nice because I came home every day. I mean, 10 hours and 40 minutes, plus or minus a little bit. I'd come home every day. I'd see my kids, whether it was in the morning or the evening, I'd at least see them. Mm-hmm. So I was around. I was now part of the family. I mean, my wife and I talk about this. I mean, it was tough. You know, we'd go through arguments where I'd come home and I'd see she she got her ass kicked for like eight days. The house is a mess. Everything's messed up. You know, <laughs> I, like seriously, she got her ass kicked. The kids are just eating her alive. There's a bunch of memes about that. <laughs> yeah. And I'd feel bad. I'd come home and be like, oh man, I got to get to work. Like this sucks. Yeah. So trying to be a good husband, I would go and I would clean everything. And then I'd get yelled at. She's like, what? Why'd you she, move that? Well, no. Cause she'd be like, what is it not good enough? And I'm mm. like, oh shoot. And it made her feel like, like she wasn't able to handle it on her own. And I'm like, wow, I never thought about it like that. I'm trying to just come home and help. Yeah. So just being part of the family, I think was better, um, in law enforcement, but it was pretty cool to hang out with guys for four days. I mean, that is fun. Yeah. I never hung out with the guys outside of work. Cause I'm like, dude, I just spent freaking eight days with you. I don't mm-hmm. want to hang out with you. Anymore. <laughs> Go yeah. home. I think I would love that. Having a good, if you had a good crew. Oh yeah. Like that yeah. would be some of the best time. My, my favorite time were like long 
uh, deployments to like fires for us like right. that. Cause I'm with those guys for, I mean, it's also the most incredible amount of boredom you can imagine at times, yeah. but like, that's where the, the magic happens when a bunch of guys are really bored together. Right. Cool shit happens. I built a awesome toilet lid and everything else on a structure <laughs> or in a wildland fire. That's awesome. I believe it. I was pumping for like yeah. 12 hours. I'm like, yeah, nobody's even it. here with me. So I just started do you do? cutting up wood and like Lincoln logging it and, it was yeah, awesome. Look what I made for you guys. You guys came back, back like, what do you take? I took a shot. Did you dig the hole too? <laughs> no, there was no, it was tall enough. So okay. there was you enough room in there. You didn't even have to. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I don't see, think that's good stuff. So in California, <laughs> you probably had a similar experience with the natural disasters and other things as, oh, yeah. as we did in Florida. We, so we have, there's obviously the hurricane season, right? So oh. you're, you're, if there's not hurricanes that year, you're at least always on standby for not every sure. decent storm that comes. And then there's two uh, dry seasons. There's a winter and summer dry season in Florida. So wildfires is a separate thing. Um, and what you're just to play on what you're saying, like I, I did. I was working double one day. We got sent on a, a wildfire deployment down south for like ten or eleven days. Came home. We're in town for like five hours, and then our county blew up with a couple big wildfires and got sent back out for oh, yeah. four or five more days. I don't think people understand. A lot of people that don't work maybe in Florida or California would understand that the fire department is like that. Right. And that's the biggest thing being out of public safety as a whole. I mean, people don't realize the sacrifice it for me. It's relationally and family. Like it puts so much stress mm. and there's nothing that's going to compensate that. There's no money. There's no retirement. There's none of this. Everybody thinks they're going to just retire and just sit on their back deck and drink tea. Nobody does that. <laughs> right. no. That's not a thing. And uh, for me, it was, I mean, it's a big relational thing to be able to be sure. out of that stuff and wildland fires. Yeah. Those things I got, Entrapped and burned over on an engine. Ooh, my very first dude, very first wildland fire. That's terrifying. I didn't even know what I was doing, and we jumped in the back, and everything caught fire around us. Full area ignition, um, hose burned, our um, air conditioning melted, and wrapped around the front of the engine. I mean, it was Frick, like, dude. yeah. I mean, it was crazy. crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I never had that happen. I got close a few times, but never got legit burned over. Yeah. So I I went to some training on that, and they uh, the fire guys were like. I would have thought get the fuck out of the vehicle because I've seen plenty of vehicles burn and I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with that. Yeah. But they were like, no, when it burns over, it burns over hot and fast and you get in the vehicle. Right. If the vehicle catches fire, you still have a little bit of time. That's It'll exactly burn over. Right. And then you jump out. Right. And we had that full air ignition, but I mean, if you would have been in heavy timbers, we would have been done. Did the truck survive it or is it? Uh, it came back a couple of years later, but it always, it had some electrical <laughs> oh, nightmares. Never got right. yeah. yeah. It wasn't good. Oh, that's freaking wild. Yeah. I've also heard like, um, you know, go into a building, let that, let it burn over the house catches fire yep. on the outside, whatever. You still have a few minutes where you can then get out. Absolutely. What crazy. Oh, you mean for a wildfire? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wildfire. Sorry. That's all I think about. Cause that's, that's how the your, only house, exception, that's how your that, house burned down. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I've seen. Really the only exception is places like, you know, paradise when it burned yeah. down. and you get those heavy timbers. Yeah. I mean, those heavy timbers are a thousand hour fuel. That's where his house burned down. Yeah. I know. Oh, I didn't down. know yes. I knew that. But, uh, you get those heavy timbers out there. And it doesn't matter what you're in. It's just, just getting away from yeah, it. That's it, how it's, uh, down south, there's a lot of uh, palmetto flats. Mm -hmm. It'll be, I don't know, 10, 12 feet tall sometimes. Sure. <clears throat> that stuff burns like kerosene or gasoline. Yeah, it's, it's really quick, really it's oily. Really it's oily. It's jet black. It looks like you set a giant yep. tire factory on fire. Yep. Oh, and it just run, if the wind's pushing it and it's really dry, it'll run. And it, getting burned over, like California burned over, the odds are way less down south. Oh, but yeah. there, there's, there are places that with a lot of brush and a lot of thick... Um, overgrowth scrub oaks and palmettos right. and things like that it's, it's pretty sketchy mm -hmm. i've had to run from that stuff a couple of times um going back to like the family dynamic i think uh i had a few other things i wanted to say about that because it's easy when you're doing the job to just focus on the job and not even think about what's going on at home but like yeah when you get home and your right. wife's dealing with and, and i was fortunate uh, my wife was mostly a stay at home mom while I was working. So having her to just like handle that was so good for me. Cause I didn't have to even worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but plenty of guys, wives work a job also, or don't have a wife or whatever. I'm like, I don't even know how people do it. Yeah. Having that other dynamic of it. I just had to shut that off and go deal with work. So yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that. You made me think about that. I've heard, um, I can't speak to this personally because I wasn't in the military, but so, several of my military friends have told me that it was, uh, not that it was easier, but it's more um, like you're going to go on a deployment and you're gone and you know you're gone and you uh, like you do your job while you're gone and then you're coming back, right? Right. Um, 
I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I never had that. I was never at ease where I worked about, uh, just being away from work. Oh no. You know what I mean? Always on duty. Like you're always, mm. always on. Um, and sometimes I wished for, I had done something else because of that, you know, like maybe, oh, for sure. maybe I didn't know what the difference was. Like did cops feel that way or not? Or did the military guys feel that way or not? But I, like, I feel like I never was that whole 14 years. I could never shut off. No, I, I agree. I think every you're, accident you're, you drive by every, your body also didn't shut off that whole 14 years. No, it didn't. The, right. So. Sleep is so good now. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. It took me a while, but now, yeah, I'll sleep all night. Solid. It's so good. There's your testosterone boost, man. Yeah. Just sleeping when Just the sun sleeping. goes down and waking when it comes mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, I had something else I was going to say about that, Jerry, but I forgot. Oh, yeah. Well. I know a lot of guys experience that. Like they're hyper vigilant when they leave. Yeah. Any of the, the military guys or the uh, law enforcement or firefighters, but oh, I just never, uh, you reminded me. I don't know. I, it took me a while to shut that off, but I feel like there should be a way for people to turn that off while you're working. I think that would help a lot of people. Uh, oh, sure. Just probably heavy drugs. I think, Maybe. um, yeah, that feeling of like being, so I would feel that way. I'd be connected to, even when I was off, it's different for you guys, I think, but cause you're like always, you're there so much more, but even when I was off duty, like you're still paying attention to what's going on in your area. Yeah. So like there's a gnarly crash or something or shooting, you're like, What's going like you are emotionally tied to that. Like, even you if you don't really recognize it, somebody's gonna text you and say, Hey, what's going on in this right. area? Hey, yeah, I yeah, saw right. this. So you don't you don't ever walk away from no. that. No, ever. you don't. And even now it's a lot less, but like I still pay attention to the guys I worked with and you know, there's always that fear too of like you know, somebody gonna get killed in the line of duty and like right. you like you have fear for them still. Like you're you are emotionally bonded to that for life, I think. Oh, it is. Right. I just got a text the other day. I'm like, hey, do we need stitches? <laughs> what? Get a photo. And I'm like, hey, you need stitches. Yeah, go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I get some of that. It's, it's died off now. It's been longer for me. Yeah. But, man. But I think maybe, so I, where I worked is also where I grew up. That would my be hometown. even harder. Yeah, that's, I think that's what made it a lot harder because yeah. you, you can never disconnect. Everybody's always asking you, like you said, like, what happened last night? What's going on? Did yep. you see this? Where are you working? Right. It's like, well, and you, you know everyone in the community. So yeah. if somebody dies in a crash, like chances are yeah. you knew them. You went to high school with them, whatever. Yeah, that'd be real hard. I think get a job at a good department a couple hours away from where you live would probably be helpful. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice to escape the community. Mm-hmm. I've done both. I've worked yeah. in the community that I live, and then I've also been able to escape it. Our department was so big. At times where I worked out on the river, that was the best. Being on a fireboat, oh, yeah, dude. phenomenal. Dude, yeah, we have little short shorts yeah. doing your thing. That sounds great. I did. I hats hanging out, backwards hat, vans. We didn't even have a, um, we didn't even have a, a uniform for on the boat yet. That's it was cool. like brand new. I got sent out to the station, and then they're like, "All right, you guys are going to build a boat program. All right, what do we wear?" And like, well, let us know. So we're ordering rash guards. In the meantime, you know, we're out there. <laughs> I have a photo. It's funny where uh, I think somebody sent me a text, and they're like, "Hey, that's Mister Tacticool." <laughs> And uh, everybody was pissed because, I mean, I could literally go out to the river. Where is this thing here? Oh, yeah. There was. We had a jet ski accident. That was. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's a great uniform right there. It was. Board shorts, t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Backwards hat on. I'm like, this is is phenomenal. Sign me up. Yeah. That didn't go over well with some people. but Whatever. I'm not there anymore. (laughs) Who cares? There you go. Look at that, dude. That's cool. Both uh, both badges? Yep. Yeah. Or patches. Nice. Got a nice uh, shadow box at home with all your gear. You need to build one. Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. That's what I end up building. Oh, no. I I mentioned it, and he's got it. Well, it was right next to that one, so. Yep, that's pretty sweet, dude. I dig it. Turned on. It's pretty yeah, it's cool. I talk to myself about it all the time. It's yeah. I went somewhere else. <laughs> I lost, I had a lot of shit that burned up in the fire. So I didn't like, it kind of sucked. I like, I lost a lot of like awards and things like that. And I'm like, eh, fuck, I'll never that get that. That kind of like center you a little bit though. So I think people, they collect, a, obviously in real mm. estate, we're seeing people move. Like yeah. I, sometimes I turn to my clients, I'm like, why are you taking all that with you? Yeah. Why do you have all that? I mean, does that kind of center you to just... I, uh, I fully recommend it if you're getting ready to move, just burn that <laughs> burn bitch everything. down. Yeah. Um, but you will be shocked how quickly 
you will accumulate stuff. So we, our house burned down. We moved to Chico down the hill for about less than two years. Yeah. By the time we moved, it was a full freaking moving truck and then some. Like in two years, we accumulated the exact Jeez. same amount of shit that we had prior. Yeah. yeah. So for it. if you were intentional about it, it's like the problem is like, you know, your house burns down in a fire and you're like, you have insurance money and you're like, oh, I need this. I need that. Like, it's disgusting how much shit is coming to your house oh, yeah. every day from Amazon um, to build it back up. I was trying to be intentional. Like, do I really need that? Do I, you know, but it, it didn't work out. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. And then you were moving again and you gave me a bunch of your stuff and yep. asked for it all back. Oh, here we go. Snowshoes. That's all I wanted back. What's the fucking snowshoes, Jared? Kept the snowshoes? Yeah. I gave Jared some snowshoes. No, we're not even going down this. We're not doing this, Jared. They, we they, can't do They this thought they again. were moving to Georgia we last can't do year. This. And he gave me a bunch of stuff. I remember that. And then he was yes. like, hey, uh, we're not leaving. Can I have my winter stuff? Only we're thing to, I wanted back Georgia. was the snowshoes. House is on the market. Yeah. Hey, we're going to stay. Yeah. What? Well, you know. Good the, for you. The market got I'm glad we did, dude. I, I really this like is, it here. You know, living on a lake in Georgia would be cool. Bro, they're not lakes. No, the, the one, reservoirs. The, the one we're at was a, okay. No, it's a, a body of water that you can boat on. That they drain. And have a dock on. That they drain you don't, all you don't the time. Not the one we were looking. If at. people got a load of North Idaho, they would move here from Georgia all day long. Yeah, probably. You should just fly people in. Tell <laughs> them you'll in. pay for a ticket. Yeah, and they have to use you as their agent if they want to move here. Yeah. I bet you get some business on. Not a bad strategy. You're gonna have to pass my sign at the airport. <laughs> so. I know. I know that damn sign. First time I saw it, I was like, oh shit, Dave. Son of a bitch, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I drew a I drew a penis on the face of it, just so you know. That's what, okay. Really I'm actually that's actually a recurring nightmare of mine. That's really going to do that. Yes. Okay. Well, if it happens, it wasn't really me. I right. wouldn't do that. Whose responsibility would it be to clean it then? I don't know. Like the comp, it'd be the that's, company you're yeah, paying that's for airport. marketing, right? God. Or air, Lamar. airport, Lamar. Yeah. yeah. Just put. I'm going to put my real estate. Has that sign been productive? It. That's what I might do. Uh. No. Well, it has so, been productive in some ways because I see people post pictures of it all the time. I do see that. Right. Like, so, that's good marketing. Bro. Yeah. So here, here's where it's productive. You know, I've had, actually, I've had two other agents. I've had some agents. I even had a, a roofer up here call me about it. It's like, hey, what research did you do? That's obviously awesome. And I'm like, I was, I was a cop. I didn't do any research. I was like, I just put it up there. I just paid the money and they put it up there. I said, it's an <laughs> ego trip. I get to see my face all the time. Well, it, I haven't had anybody call me and say, hey, we want to use your... You know, we want to use your services. We saw your sign and how cool. And you got to think too, I mean, the people that I'm soliciting to if directly off of that sign are very, very small. Most people coming up here to visit that are looking to move have already talked to a real estate agent. They've already asked some information. They've already been connected to somebody. So the amount of people that I'm trying to gather are very, very small. But what it has done is that people are talking about it. Mm. And one thing that I remember, I mean, even your closest friends, I, you guys have probably had this happen in real estate. You've had a friend put a house up for sale or go buy something. And all of a sudden you're like, God, dude, they didn't even call me. Mm. And it's probably because somebody else is on the top of their mind. That's all. That's, That's all it is. Exactly. So the fact that it's out there, people are talking about it, mm -hmm. keeps me on top of people's minds. It, I think that's probably the biggest benefit that I'm having from it right now. Are you going to be on the TV show? What TV show? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a producer. <laughs> Listen, for $5,000, it's more do you than realize that. how it's much? a lot more than that. It's whatever it is. For $5,000, do you know how much time I can spend with past, uh, present, and future clients? Mm -hmm. Going out to lunch, going golfing, mm. taking people out on the boat. Like I can do a lot of cool stuff to build relationships with people whether or not they want to talk real estate. Who cares? I can yeah. spend that money being relationally relational with people. I'd rather do that. Yeah, I don't are know. You, if, are you talking about the real estate show that's coming to town? Yeah, it's Ameri yes. American Dream TV. You have to pay to be on that? Yeah, a lot. Really? When you have to walk around and tell people that you're a real TV show, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, this I don't is good info. I Jared. thought about I it. I, I would do it. I'm not going to pay for it, but no. if like I would, if you should would. be that outlier and do it, wear the coonskin cap and like, well, yeah, do I, that. Whole I would thing. definitely fit into that. That would be mold. fucking awesome, um, dude. There's a apparently there's a standard for the people on the show. I don't think you're blonde. I'm enough. not pretty enough. Yeah, yeah. and you don't. Have so, well, they emailed up. everybody and said, "Hey, you've been referred to us." So I emailed them back and I had two questions. I said, "One, who referred you to me?" Mm -hmm. And two, if I'd like to talk more to you about this, please give me a call. They never called me. They just emailed me back, told me more about their show, never answered my questions. I'm like, then I'm not interested. Mm, yeah. If they were to call me and be relational with me and say, hey, you know, we're really interested. And this is the person. Seth Horse thought you were awesome. We couldn't get him. So he said, you should go try Dave. <laughs> um, he looks like me without a beard. Yeah. Then I would have been interested in it. But because it just, it feels more like fluff. I'm not, there's no chance. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it would pay out or pay off, um, in real estate, but if, if you were building a brand or an image to go bigger For sure. than like local real estate, it would, I think it would be worth it. I don't it. know. It yeah. might. 
if people are watching from out of the area and are like, oh yeah, could beautiful. I don't I call her. I don't think it's like there's probably no return that they could show you. You said the keyword her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nobody's yeah. calling oh, me because they yeah. see my her. face. Yes. On no, there. it's gonna be. Um, it's a pretty yeah. girl. So like, I wow. know Kevin's the only guy I know that's on there. Kevin Jeffries. Kevin oh. Jeffries. Yeah. yeah. Doing a deal with him right now. Right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know any of that guys. Week. Get some. Get some. The rest are um, pretty women, so. Well, I don't wear skinny jeans or those cute little loafers, so. Yeah, I'm not wearing pointy shoes and skinny gonna, jeans. I didn't wear skinny jeans. Yeah. But you, skinny now. Do you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you grew into them. I'm not a 32. <laughs> are you saying thick thighs save lives? Yeah. yeah. I had to get. That's so okay. Did, um, I struggle with this. Go. Skinny jeans? <laughs> I, People I have, accuse you of skinny jeans, uh, but no, they're not. I have like five pairs of pants at home, okay? <laughs> Three of them are for me in the future if I lose weight again. Okay. And I'm like, I should throw these away. I'm never. I'm like, nah, it might come back. No, it'll come. The back. second I throw them out, I'll lose 20 pounds, and yep. I'm gonna have to go buy more jeans. Yeah, it goes. That's what my wife does, and it drives me insane. I'm, yeah, you know, and I just keep them. I've just been up and down a lot for yeah. different reasons. Well, you're a big guy. How tall are you? Six four. Oh yeah, so you can fluctuate a little. Well, I've played the strength game for you know, I've been like a big strong guy. I mean, as big and bulky as possible. You look big and strong. Yeah. Thank you. I don't think I am, but thank you. And then I've also been very lean. I was the lean, the smallest I ever was. I was floating between 200 and 205. I think I saw a picture of you at that. And yeah, you looked pretty chiseled, dude. Yeah, I was like, yeah, face chiseled. Well, so my like good looking, I was like 215, but I got sick for a while and got down to like 200. And I floated around there for a while back then. But I can't picture you. And I've been everything in between, like 260 and strong, like big guy looking. I've been 280 and fat. Back in the day, right. I've been 210, 220, and jacked. Um, so I've done the same game. I've kept pants. Yeah. Like, well, maybe, maybe I'll go back into this phase of life again at some point. And then you never do. Just end up throwing my giving away. TRT. But, well, a few years ago, I quit playing. I quit, like, I'll just get new clothes if I need them. It's not, <laughs> I'm not holding on to them. I wore my wife's pants on accident. This actually, you know Levi Garnell, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, this was, this was embarrassing. Are you saying so you I look like Levi? I immediately sent out a, a picture of it too. I didn't realize that I was in her pants. I yeah. the, the it, cute bedazzled dude, uh, pockets listen, on the back didn't cue you in. So my wife for Halloween, she goes, "I want to be Sandy and Dandy, Sandy, Sandy and Danny from Greece." Oh, oh like, yeah, right, yeah, well, yeah. I don't have hair, but yeah. I got a bunch of wigs. Okay, for this stuff. So tell, us, tell me more about. But I don't have wigs. anything black, so I right. I call Levi, who's always dressed in all black. I go, "Hey, man, can you throw a pair of pants and a shirt on your porch? I need some black clothes for tonight." And he's like, "Oh yeah." So she swings by and picks them up. He's got two pairs of pants and a black shirt. I still have a black shirt. I don't know where it is, but I haven't given it back. So I like it. <laughs> Sorry, um, Levi, you don't get your clothes. Yeah, back. <laughs> no. But uh, so I get home, and he has a pair of thirty uh, threes and thirty fours, and. Uh, I was like, man, I'm thinner than Levi. There's no way that he fits in. in. I, I put on the 34s and they fit. And I'm like, oh, these work. And I was like, there's no way he fits in a 33. Get out of here. But I just throw them on my bed. We go, we'll have the whole night. And everybody left. And I'm, I'm going off about it. And I go, there's no way that Levi has a, a thinner waist. There's no way he fits in this 33. So I go to put them on. So I grab the black pants off the bed. And I put them on. I'm like, these are skinny jeans, man. They're all tight around <laughs> my calves. And I, and I struggle to get them up. And I kid you not, the buttons are, you know, they're six inches apart. And I, like, have my full, like, tire hanging over the sides of these things. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So instead of thinking and just running with it, I'm like, Renee, come take a photo of me right now and send this to Levi. There's no way. So she takes this photo of me and we send it to him. And he texts me back. He's like, bro, I don't know. I, I swear I wear those. I'm like, there's no chance in hell you wear these, dude. These are from like sixth grade. <laughs> so as I'm taking them off, my wife walks in the room. She's like, where's my pants? And I look, and I'm like, oh, God. And I mean, the photo is already out. It was already in our Bible study. That's He'd already awesome, sent it dude. to people. That's I'm awesome. Like, you got it's so hot. So I don't I bet your ass looked great in them, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe. Was it covering that much? No. They weren't even that high, were they? Dude, it, they were low rise. Nice. <laughs> well, let's get back into the... Uh, Sorry. No, that's great. The, uh, the point of the show. I think that was the point. Maybe, maybe. Did you ever give us an answer? What was your favorite side of he the didn't. business? He skirted that. He did? No, I, I really don't have a favorite. I think for family, it was better being a cop. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that more. And which, I which work did you like more? Ooh. See, that's tough also because I loved doing what I did as a fireman. I loved the variety that I had okay. and all the cool tools that I had. I mean, we had a lot of toys. 
Yeah. It's a lot of cool stuff. There's great stuff all the time. Yeah. There's nothing. But I mean, when you think of like the high impact calls that a cop goes through and a high impact call, like fires are fun and they're fun too, because you have a choice. Mm -hmm. I could get there on scene. I could do a size up and tell my guys like, Hey, we're not going inside on this because it's too dangerous. We had a choice as law enforcement. I didn't have a choice. A lot of times Mm. it's like, there's a situation I have to act. I can't just go home or turn my, so I'd be like, ah, no, it's unsafe. We're not going to do that. Um, but I loved being able to make decisions in law enforcement. There were so many times where I was a fireman and I had to call law enforcement. I'm like, God, so I'd have to sit there, wait Mm. for sheriffs to show up. They'd make a decision and then we can move on. I loved being able to show up and be able to have the ability to make a decision and say, this is stupid. This person's going to the hospital. This person's going to jail. This is what's happening. And we're wrapping this up. We're done. So I love the ability to problem solve in law enforcement. Um, I didn't like being alone that much. Mm. I think I got used to hanging out with guys and telling jokes after distraught calls. Um, so there was a little bit of anxiety just sitting there by myself, mm-hmm. not doing anything. I get pretty bored. Yep. Yeah. So that that's probably one of my biggest beefs with it. I, I operate much better in a team environment and right. uh, I like highway patrol, especially you're by yourself all the time, mm-hmm. like all the time, you know, sheriff's department, some the, where I work, they would work in a team. They'd always be working together. They'd go to calls together. Uh, I imagine the PDs is like that, but maybe not always. You're at least, I guess, close to each other, but you're not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. I, I would, I would have loved uh, working on a fire truck and, God, there's the pants. Those things. <laughs> Sorry. Taste That's back. so hot, dude. Yeah, I could see it. There's no way. We oh, got to share that. Yeah, sorry, Jared. Look at you. Um, Those skinny jeans. Yeah. So safe to say I won't catch you in skinny jeans in no. normal day? Yeah, that's Like good. I said, mine are trying skinny. But yeah, that's that's a huge thing. Being alone is hard. Yeah. And I would love it when we would double up one night. They say, hey, somebody's got to double up. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. I loved running calls with somebody else. Some guys hated that on my department. Like never would double up. But I our graveyard cars, we had to double up from uh midnight to I don't know, zero four or whatever. But so we'd usually pair up at like ten or something. We'd you'd go out on your own for a couple right. hours, try to hook a deuce, do whatever, pair up, and then you got the whole night. And that was that's the best. Dude. I like, like that. You got a cover unit with Especially you all the time. Get, and if you got somebody that you trust and somebody that you like, it's a yeah. great time. True. If you don't like them, it's a uh, long ass night. Yes. And miserable. I didn't have that. Yeah. Fortunately, so. That's good. I've had Did both. you ever have a partner that knows everything about your town? No. Yeah. Seth did. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, he he uh, he would entertain me with the entire fast food history of that area for you know, anything you wanted to know. It was oh. wonderful. Um, actually, it does make the time go by faster, so. He's also an American history expert. Yep. Yep. Oh. He's a jukebox. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Jared's, uh, you know, it's actually, it can be entertaining. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it in a bad way. Yeah. 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 I he's, enjoy that. He's stuff, been on the so. podcast oh, a bunch of times. Several now. times. Yeah. yeah. Very entertaining. He knows things. When you say that, I think of the toppers that I knew. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like the one-uppers? Uh, yeah. They'd usually start it off with, that's Tell nothing. Tell Ivan you're busy. Ivan wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Put him on throw, speaker. Throw him on there. I don't care. He might say something that he doesn't want to say him. Hey, you're on a podcast right now. Oh, okay. Then I'll just text you. Say something funny, Ivan. Come on. What the fuck? That's it. Oh, he can't hear me. He, hey, can you hear hey. us? I can hear you. Here. Right. I don't know. You're not on live podcast, right? Oh, yeah. It's all live. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're out there, dude. Right. It's pretty much like Joe Rogan's it's amount of people. New belt. <laughs> That's it. He's plugging the business. I love it. All right. <laughs> All right. You're breaking up. Uh, call me back later. Bye. That's great, dude. He told me to answer it on Ivan. You you should get him in here. My goodness. Oh, well, that'd be entertaining. Yeah, have, he'll have to sit further back. Yeah. He's so loud. Yeah. A little Russian. Yeah, yeah, he gets two fists. Two fists. Was he a cop in Russia? <laughs> no, but you know what's funny? His dad... Mm-hmm was in the Russian uh, military. And like, we're talking like they, they were out in Kamchatka. The only reason I know where oh, Kamchatka yeah. is because I played risk risk. Yeah. Yes. They were out in Kamchatka for two years. I would live there. Part of the, yeah. Part of the Soviet army. And then when everything transitioned to the Russian army, he stayed with Russia as opposed <laughs> to staying in Ukraine. I mean, that's, he has a history. He's seen some stuff that. Oh Yeah. yeah. Dang, dude. For people that don't know, there are a lot of Russians in North Idaho and Eastern Washington. Yeah, there is. Thousands of them, actually. Mm. 
Don't buy cars from them in Spokane. Don't buy cars from them anywhere, bro. <laughs> Sacramento. There either. was a guy charging uh, tolls up at Priest a couple of years ago. Did you hear about that? I did. Yeah. Some Russian guy was at the, the trail that goes up to the um, waterfall to Lion's Head or wherever. I've heard some issues. And with, yeah. He was charging people money to walk past. Negative. No. <laughs> in a um, national forest. Our friend was a cop. He went up there with the ISP to find these guys and they weren't there. So. There's been a lot of stories about that. Of it's them weird. Stopping people and trying to shake people down up in that area because there's little cell service and then, everything else. Then they all just magically disappeared. I wonder what happened. Yeah. Came on. Fucking North Idaho, that's what happened. Mm. The malicious. So what's the what's something crazy you got to see or do in your time in public safety? Something crazy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like an odd call. Not not traumatic or Something, but something that's strange. Or, could be though. Yeah, it doesn't have. God, I'm not asking for the the, the grossest thing you've ever seen. Like something yeah, no, something the, weird. Or, the strange man. I'm, there's a lot of strange ones. Talk about a guy that overdosed in Viagra. <laughs> that was strange. What happens there? Heart blows up. Uh, I don't know. We didn't check him. No, you didn't get it. Like no, yeah. he wanted us to. Oh, I see. I see where he's he going was. With that. Yeah, bunch of firefighters. And he went like 36 hours. Damn, dude. Right. Wow. That would be painful. And I, I called medical direction. I'm like, what do you want? We're not. <laughs> not, not I'm not him. equipped to handle this. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> man, that was strange. What, did you transport him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had, it was a private ambulance company. Mm. We made them transport him. Yeah. We didn't have fun. This is kind of one of those that yeah, we want, we want out. Yeah, we, had, we had some, some of those. Um, first station I was at was in the villages. Have you heard of the villages in Florida? No. It's a retirement community. It's massive. It's in three counties. It's so big. And each, all these different sections are like their own little town. There, I don't know, there might be five or six separate sections that are towns, maybe more than that now. But the, some of those old people get freaky, real freaky. Really? Yeah. And my engine ran this guy. It wasn't my shift, but they ran this guy. He called 911 and just wouldn't say anything. And after going through their initial questions, you just hear this buzzing sound. Mm. And they're like, what? What's on? What's that noise? And he's like, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> it's fairly common. Yeah. yeah. More than you think. It, uh, you'd think less of it would happen with old people, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's oh, sure. kind of strange. Yeah, in that demographic. Yeah. There's a guy that had a, I've said this before, he had a hot tub in his living room and would have parties at his house. Like his living room floor was a hot tub. Really? Yeah. I bet so. Which is seven-year-old people, run, they fall and slip and fall all the time and get hurt. I think that, I think the worst thing about it is all the grossness yeah. that you see. Yeah, that too. I've yeah. seen way too many people naked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way too many people naked. It's and and then you get curious. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's never good, right? No. It's never good. No. No, yeah. it's, it's disturbing. But there's people you go and you get the address and you're like, I'm going to be naked. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a naked call. Jer- Seth always jokes about Florida man stuff because, you know, that's a thing. Florida man does whatever. Like there's the guy in uh, Miami that was eating the other guy's face a few years ago. Yes. I remember that. You ever do anything like that? Uh, I had two dogs that were eating a lady. Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's crazy. She died. Uh, You know what? I don't, I don't know. I don't, she wasn't dead when we were there. Yeah. Two pit bulls. I know. I Mm. get on the pit bulls thing. true. Maybe they're good dogs. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Yeah. She landed in her driveway in Paradise Valley. And I mean, almost all the meat from her legs from knees down are gone. Two dogs on her. Cops got there, solved the situation for us. Uh, yeah. But I mean, she's like 90 years old and oh, dogs gosh. are just attacking her. She's just, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Ripping chunks of meat off. I don't want to no. know. That's like eating, eating what? So eating I think it's wolves. the gross stuff that yeah. Yeah. I remember the most. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like the, the homeless people and the the level of filth that they live in. Like uh, booking a guy one time and he was taking his socks off and there were like maggots falling out of his socks because his oh. feet were rotting. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> In jail intake is the, the worst shit of all time. The mm. worst. Guaranteed. Does. Oh my gosh. So bad. Michelle Hatley was telling us the story. That I don't know if you know Michelle Hatley. You guys heard of Charles Hatley? He, he actually got oh, shot yeah. up here in 2019. Oh. Uh, oh, pretty, for Coraline? Lane? Yeah. Pretty traumatizing experience. Got shot in the hip. Yeah. Uh, it was like his 12th he day off. He's doing great. I yeah. mean, he's he's been back. and Still copping? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing it. And, uh, you know, it was a hard thing for their family. They talk about it. They actually go around the country and they talk about it oh, cool. and kind of the impact it had on them and everything else. He went into a dark state after that. It was really tough. But his wife was a sergeant at a intake. 
jail. And she told us a story the other day. I can't even, man. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is way worse than anything else that I've done. Mm. The jail intake stories, like you said, they yeah. are they are the best. So that that year he got hired, I, w- I was actually on the CDA list for PD. Oh, really? Yeah, I withdrew because decided to do some other stuff. In 2019? Yeah. We could have gone to the academy together. Right. That would have been awesome. Two former fire officers going to we cop school. We would have had that would, that's a Yeah, between the yeah, two. Yeah, you get, but I, I saw him get shot that winter, and I was like, man, I, and I knew he was part of that group. I was yeah. like, wow. Well, you know what's crazy is I actually, when I first applied, I ended up pulling out of backgrounds, and it was in 2015 at the end of May. Yeah. So it was right after Greg Moore. Mm. And that actually hit me. I'm like, man, like that's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm literally applying for a job where a spot just opened up because a guy got shot. Yeah. And that's hard. And obviously the community, I mean, they, gosh, they do so much for that. We just did the K27 gala the other night and uh, it was awesome, but it's, it's a tough thing to wrap your head around because it does happen. Yeah. A line of duty deaths are no joke, man. Like I, uh, at our Academy, we have a fountain with all of the names and brass plaques of the CHP officers that have been killed since the inception. It's a lot. Hundreds. Um, and, uh, even since I came on, there's like 13 names on there or something from, from when I started to work on CHP. Yeah. Well, I'm sure by the numbers, you just sit there with your Academy and you go, one of us probably isn't going to make it the yep. full career. Yeah. I had two, I had two classmates get killed in a crash. So, okay. um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and you, and you're like, man, so another realtor calling you so close to it that is. thing. And Nolan Crossley. Oh, yeah, he's another former cop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was a cop. Yeah. I don't know where. Probably California. I thought he was local. I thought he was from here. <sighs> Dave might know. I don't know. Not sure. So why is it... Let's talk about that. Why is it such a... trend, Like a thing for cops to get into this? Yeah, I don't why know. Are there, why are there so many? I don't know if it's just... Maybe it's the uh, contractual thing, like dealing with contracts, dealing with people. Like it suits our personality types. Um, I'm not sure. That's a good question. To get into like real estate, like cops getting into real estate, man. I, I know for me, I'm just tired of somebody else controlling my schedule. Maybe it's (laughs) it's the freedom of that. Right. I really, I really am. I hate it. Yep. Yeah. I can't imagine going back to that. Now I have a hard time when Keller Williams plans something like, Hey, we need you to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My initial reaction is no. I haven't even looked at my (laughs) schedule. No, not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. But I need to. That was a real thing for me for a long time. Had to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Working for the man? No, just like being controlled. Like your whole life mm. from since I graduated high school, my entire schedule has been controlled by yeah. the fire department. So leaving that and having my own little thing and then going back, to, I've had jobs off and on as we've moved. Yeah. It's done new, tried new things. But well, I don't think people realize there's a life beyond it. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, I can probably name 10 guys in my two former departments that have left within the past year mm-hmm. and they're doing phenomenal mm-hmm. and they love it and they never thought there was a life beyond it. And they're doing multiple different, some of them don't even have jobs <laughs> and uh, they're all happier. Yeah. And that's hard to, to look at people that are still there and be like, man, the guys that left that you're worried about, they're doing great. Mm-hmm. They're really happy. Yeah. They all told me I was an idiot and crazy and why would you walk away from a pension and all these other things? But if you get it, I get so many right freaking phone calls and messages and it's yeah. slowed down now because I'm a little farther out than you guys are, but I still, I still get them yeah. now. Do you get a pension at all? No, no, no. I, so I had a in Florida. You can be in a pension. Our, our generation was allowed to be either in a pension or an investment option. And I was in a pension. And then before I left, I moved it to the investment and you can take the investment with you oh, nice. as an investment. So that there's no pension. Okay. But I'm, because I've moved it, I'm officially retired from the state of Florida. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I did a disability retirement, so I do have a pension. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, which, yeah, if it's still there. <laughs> if it's, do you, if, do if you we, receive anything yet on it? Uh, no, I do. Yeah. You do? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, if we, you know, had, there's if we had West Coast policy and rules, I would I would definitely have an injury pension. I've got lots of things. you got a lot, dude, for sure. That I could claim. Yep. But Florida's uh, not about that. No, they're not as soft <laughs> as California. Yeah, I, you know, there's always the question of, like, is it is it managed correctly and is it going to be there in 20 years at all? Probably. Yeah. Who knows? That's, that's the fear. That's why I, I don't sit still and I get lots of other things going and 
multiple streams of income is the plan. So yeah, someday we'll make money on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this is year two. Guess how many dollars we've made? But you've had fun. Zero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honestly, had fun. I mean, obviously, we keep coming back for a reason. It is fun. It's been extremely rewarding for a number of reasons. So yeah, yeah, it is. We're gonna next season. We're gonna do videos. Oh so, yeah, so we can publish YouTube. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you can publish Spotify. You can publish video podcasts, and then um, if you have the already have the content, you might as well put it on YouTube or wherever Why else. Not? I'm gonna do it with my shirt off, here and just so you know, yeah, I'll have to get jacked. Oh yeah. man. Yep, that'll that'll also boost the viewership. Jeans and you bring your skinny jeans, no yeah, shirt, no tea. It'll be hot. Better get on that tea, bro. So we have a good mix of listeners. We have some first responders, and then a lot of people that aren't. So yeah. is there is there anything you'd like to leave uh, the listeners with before we go? Leave listeners. Well, yeah, like any quips about the the business, the industry. We talked about people leaving. Yeah, Do you have you any know, advice for those guys? Wisdom. Yeah. Well. For people that, you know, a lot of people ask, I'm sure they ask you too, like, where's the market going? It's always the biggest thing in real estate. Oh, yeah, hey, dude. should I buy? Should I not buy anything else? It's like, look, I tell every person, I'm not going to give you the idea because if it's my idea and it goes bad, you're going to be pissed. And if it's my idea and it goes good, you're still not that happy because it wasn't your idea. Like, you <laughs> need to make sure it's your idea. But the biggest thing is if you buy a home, investors are totally different. You guys invest, don't you? Yeah, like invest our own money. Yeah, in real estate. Yeah, I don't don't have any currently, but. I don't either. And I'm not a big fan of it, and I'm not the guy to talk to about it. But I always tell people that are coming up here and they're looking for a home that they want to live in. I'm like, look, buy a house that you're happy with. So if the market, if Zillow, God, I wish Zillow would go away. (laughs) Uh, If Zillow says it's worth $0, you're happy being there. Right. Like that's the biggest thing with buying stuff in real estate. If you're going to live there, make sure that you're happy with it. I posted that uh, cat meme with the white cat yelling at the woman you know yeah and she says zillow said my house is worth 400 and he's and the cat says one one fitty it's <laughs> hilarious that was a good one but <laughs> that's awesome okay. Zillow, yeah zillow's idiotic man yeah it doesn't pull data correctly it's always wrong how dare so, you i was gonna I have, true. A, I have a little gift that i need to make about zillow comes from the movie baywatch <laughs> where zach efron keeps looking at the girl's boobs. And she's like, do you just look at him? He's like, no. And that's Zillow right there. People just cannot, <laughs> they can't look away. Oh, I, I got a buyer right They're now. Yep. Me. I got him set up on a ML, straight from the MLS search. Every time anything in his criteria goes live, it, the MLS sends it automatically. <laughs> like sends it when it goes Zillow. live. No, he's also on Zillow and wow. realtor every day, checking all three of them. Like, Bro, you have an MLS portal. They get Everything on those sites comes directly from the MLS. You can't get more accurate than what the MLS says. So I send people to MLS, and then they send me the listing in Zillow. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, right. dude, did you get this? In the- yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's crazy. Damn. But he's still checking all the other ones. Like, bro, That's it, funny. You'll see it through the MLS before the other sites get it. Like, they, right. sometimes, they might even have up to like a 48-hour lag sometimes. Right. It's crazy. It's like, well, I just got to check all three. You never, you, you know, you never know. I'm like, no, I do know. The Keep MLS controls, Zillow, man, gives me a 48 hour controls the information. I'll get my clients in there before I hit Zillow for you. Yeah, boom. Let's do it. Well, so we're taking more time. Our phones are blown up. Yeah, you got another question? No, well, I was gonna say he didn't really leave us with a piece of advice. That's uh, good. That's good real estate yeah. advice. If real estate looking. advice. Um, if anyone wants to know what Dave looks like, just fly into Spokane Airport and look for the handsome guy. Southwest. In uh, Southwest, that's yeah. it. Okay. Southwest baggage. It's a cool picture too. You know, or you could imagine Seth without a beard, Flags kind and of shit. Yeah, you have a little different facial Younger, structure. Better looking. Yeah, his face isn't as flat as mine. <laughs> Just take a two by four to it, and I'll fix that right up. <laughs> there you go. We have now a you know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. Probably if you could see my face. But all right, bye everyone. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> oh, thank you.